not underestimate the power of PlayStation. Beyond. 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 Nah. What? Are you going to stonewall oh, me? Man. I'm back, baby. Yeah. I'm trying hey. to get a new catchphrase started where yeah. I come on a podcast and uh, when they point to me, I say, I'm back, baby. I don't like that at all. <laughs> yeah, no, it's yeah. terrible. Yeah. I like that. No, one. that went really well. No, it's don't, not going well. Don't it's encourage the, me. That's a good one. Whenever I guest on a podcast, I say, happy to be here, Adam. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Yeah, regardless Who's of whether Adam? or not Adam is around. And, and, uh, Adam Boyce? No. Uh, Andrew's classic catchphrase of, of you ever made love Adam in a haunted house? Wow. <laughs> All right. So anyway, welcome to Podcast Beyond episode 466. That's a whole lot of different episodes that we've done. This one's going to be different from the last 465 of them, I hope. 200 anyway, episodes very away similar from the to mark episode of the devil. Yeah. What? This is yeah. just a remake. I mean, yeah, that's a long, that's a long walk. Anyway, yeah. I'm Max Scoville. I'm joined today by Marty Sleva. Hello. Brian Altano. Rap, rap. And Zach Ryan. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. Um, <laughs> ah, that catchphrase. Hey, guys. Yeah, so we're at that wonderful point of the, the year where games are coming out and people are getting to play them and have fun Holy with them. Holy moly. And, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a very exciting time. Um, let's start with Titanfall. Yeah. Titanfall 2 is out in the wild. That came out, what, last week? That's right. It came out Friday. Friday. For a second. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, did you, have you finished it yet? I haven't finished the campaign. I, I think I have two missions left. Okay. Yeah, and I'm just really, really digging it a lot. Okay. Uh, I love it. What about you guys? Um... I'm probably 75% through the campaign, and I'm not too hot on it. We're probably about in the same spot then. Yeah. All right. I'm much less further into it. Wow. But I think good English. I think uh, Titanfall is probably the most mechanically sound first-person shooter this year. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's just the sensation of movement. I mean, I think it's really interesting to play Titanfall back-to-back to Infinite Warfare. Yeah. Because you can do all the same things. You can run on a wall. You can slide across the ground. Um, But... Titanfall feels so much more fluid it does. and so much more precise. Uh, I, I don't know. Infinite Warfare feels kind of cardboard to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm really like I, I completely agree. It is so mechanically solid. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, um, I played through the campaign. I think I did it in like three sittings, and I was really, really happy with it. Like, it totally felt just it, it's kind it's kind of stupid. Like, it's kind of a oh, Saturday it's definitely morning. stupid. It yeah. is a it is a very high res Saturday morning cartoon. Yeah, are like we gonna get are we gonna get spoilery at all here? Uh, well, I know you guys talked a little bit last week about how it has this sort of Mega Man quality to it, which mm-hmm. I completely yeah. agree with. But I also wondered, um, you're a Kojima boy, like not unlike myself, oh, a Koji uh-huh. boy. And um, do you Koji get any, Bros? Yeah, do you get any uh, Zone of the Enders kind of vibes with the way that there's the radio transmissions coming in, uh, and then like yeah. especially in the Titan fights, the way that the Titans control and like. Once you get the abilities to like jump around the arenas and stuff, like I guess I could see where you're coming from. I never got really super into Zone of the Enders, oh, idiot. but like so good. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's too much. Too many weird things with the cockpits there. But, but you um, love robots. Yeah, and you love weird like, things. I don't like those ones. And that you much. love. You love. You strike me as the kind of guy that would have a Zone of the Enders tattoo. So yeah, that's, I'm not. Yeah. You strike me as the kind of guy who would love the idea of that the pilots are right in the donguses of those men. Yeah, it's pretty funny. But yeah. um, <laughs> no, I don't know. Titanfall. Uh, yeah, I think it's it's. Definitely one of those campaigns that is that is uh, attached to the multiplayer. Like it's not like, oh, here's a story that's from the ground up, totally super fascinating, and all of the guns are mechanically relevant to what you're doing. Sure. Like they're teaching it, it's giving you a kind of a sampler platter of titans to be mm-hmm. like, oh, here, what do the loadouts do? What are the different ways to play yeah. them? Yeah. Without having to grind through a bunch of multiplayer matches to be like, oh, what's this one do? How yep. does this work? Yeah. I'm purposely holding off on the multiplayer stuff until I finish the campaign because I want to yeah. kind of nail those mechanics before I get into the yep. multiplayer. Yeah, I feel the same way. It definitely yeah. feels. Like I would agree with you that I, I don't think the 
single player feels tacked on necessarily, but I don't feel like it was as important to the project as a single player was in Doom or Gears right. or even well, Battlefield. It's baby steps, right? Mm-hmm. So sure. there was some story in the first game baked that's, into the co-op yeah, and that's multiplayer, defi- right? That's definitely the tactic. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but this one, there's a full five to six hour campaign that maybe it's not the smartest campaign narratively, but it's mechanically super sound and it does some really, really cool stuff. Um, so maybe in the next Titanfall, should there be one, we'll get a full-blown, like, awesome narrative, yeah. you know, something along those lines. It just sucks because all reports are that this game is not doing well, and it's because well, it was released right at up the against, absolute yeah. worst time. Mm-hmm. Like, they literally put it right, right after, between Battlefield 1 yeah. and uh, Infinite Warfare, yeah, and it's, it's like, uh, why on earth would it's they... It's actually tracking worse than the first one in some regions, which is kind of ridiculous because it's on three platforms. But. And yeah. it's also, and instead of being, whatever, six months into the console's life cycle, it's three years of the course. Yeah, and I also game. feel like that's a self-fulfilling prophecy for an online multiplayer shooter, is when those reports start coming out early, you're like, I don't want to bet on that horse, you know, because sure. like I'm, I mean, I, I want to be playing this thing for a while, and if I know a lot of people aren't buying it, then like the servers won't be populated in a while. That's the biggest fear with any online shooting game. Max and I got really into Battlefront. When you jump in now, the only people playing it are the most hardcore, insane, like, which defeats the whole purpose of the reason we fell in love with it is because it's a sure. casual arcade shooter. So if you want to have like a very hardcore, robust sort of year-long experience with this game and you're worried about getting into it, like, that's going to scare you off and you might wait out for Call of Duty or you might be playing Battlefield, which came out less than a week ago. I mean, it's kind of insane. Or you're EA. still playing Overwatch or you're yeah. playing yeah. Gears. Yeah. Like, yeah. I remember yeah. jumping into, like, a game of Unreal Tournament, like, years after it came out and people had just, like, broken it. Yeah. Like, they yeah. were using that, like, teleporter thing to, like, just, like, boop, 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 yeah. through the yeah. map and then, like, kill you when they go through you and I was like, I'm literally standing here and somebody just teleported through me. Yeah. Well, me that's, that's the thing about a lot of those games like you're talking about with, with uh, Battlefront. And this is the way I feel about Overwatch. When Overwatch came out, I played it nonstop for weeks. Like I was super into it, mm-hmm. so much so that I was on the Overwatch so, show here at IGN mm-hmm. like quite a bit. Um, but I totally fell off when we went to Europe and I haven't gone back to it because I know that I'm going to get into a match in Overwatch and just get creamed. Yeah. Like, it's crazy yeah. to me. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's terrifying. Yeah, you're out of your weight class now. Yeah. Yeah. So even, you'll never those, be, even though those matches are ranked, it's still yeah, like... You'll never beat someone that can just dedicate like 18 hours a day to a game. You, yeah. you yeah. just never will. Even working at IGN, you're like you're, you're spread between so many different projects. Only so, the game of life. The good news yeah, is... It's true. Um, whereas uh, Battlefield is kind of going the Battlefront route where they're going to announce new maps and drop new stuff, it's going to be one of those things where the people who are hardcore are going to pay for it or if they bought the season pass or whatever. Yeah. Uh, apparently with uh, Titanfall, it's all kind of rolled in. If you bought it at launch, you're going to get yeah. these updates. That is super so smart. There are points if people get sick of, of Battlefield or whatever, Titanfall's on sale or whatever, you can pick it up and you know probably download a stupidly large update file and yeah. then suddenly yeah. there's new maps that not everyone's an expert on. I mean it'll you know? also sure. bring back people who did play it a lot for the first month and then I was like hey, I'm gonna go yeah. to the yeah. side and then all of a sudden if two or three months later like hey here's a bunch of new free stuff you're like oh, okay this sounds cool. So mm-hmm. back to the single player real quick because I think it does a lot of really good things I think it's it's gorgeous um, yeah. for yeah. the most part I think the, the level variety is is basically exactly everything missing from the first um, I think it over tutorializes the first maybe 45 minutes to an hour of a six hour campaign yeah. is all tutorial which I think is a bit much uh, it's, it's sort of like like, assumes that the player playing it is just 
very slow, and I think that that's shouldn't be the case for this mechanically sound, brilliant mm-hmm. locomotive shooter. Yeah, that's where all about maintaining motion. Yeah, yeah, like to constantly sort of be like, go find the battery, go do this, go do that. Um, and then about halfway through the campaign, again, I don't want to spoil anything, but it starts to introduce some incredibly smart mechanics yeah. that are then completely ripped out and don't return. And I was getting sort of Metroid Prime vibes from, from the entire experience, but the main difference is that Metroid kind of lets you keep your, keep your stuff until the end, mm-hmm. aside from the first 10 minutes where they take everything away historically. Um, and I'm hearing a lot of like half life comparisons with this too which i i could see uh in terms of being a a sort of smarter uh triple a first person shooter i will say in regards to that in if you put it in the box of first person shooter campaigns of games that historically come out in november ish every year right which is pretty much the call of duty the battlefields titanfalls whatever else you want uh it's definitely above above all of those but in terms of being something that like I'll ever want to replay again or even think about the moment it's done, I don't think that'll be a thing. Sure, I'm sort of fine with that though. Like I, I don't think, like I played through the Doom campaign once, loved it, and I don't think I'm ever going to play it again. Oh yeah, again, no, I, same thing with Wolfenstein, and I'm totally fine with that. I was completely blown away by Doom earlier this year. I think at at your recommendation that I should play Doom, and uh, it's a game that like I totally fell in love with. I only played that game for mm. three days straight mm-hmm. and blew uh-huh. through the campaign, but like. I'm pretty sure I deleted those files from yeah. my PlayStation because yeah. it's one of those things where it's yep. like, I, it was fun, but it's never something that I'd want to go back mm-hmm. through. Well, so I feel like Doom kind of embraces its own stupidity a little bit. Yeah. Well, uh, so I feel like Titanfall does in the same way. Not but. really. I like I, the Tit- thing is, yeah. I don't think Titanfall is as good at doing that. I think that like the a lot of the voice acting and the story stuff is very sort of like dry and almost sort of like, oh, we've got to go do this thing. They try to set up this sort of buddy cop interaction between you and your Titan. Yeah. And it never really it's gels. Really, yeah. There's just no direction there. Yeah. Um, it yeah. really it kind of bugged me because there are parts where I was like, that's funny in theory. That's funny on paper. Yes. That's like good comic book writing yeah yeah yeah. Uh, but somebody wasn't sitting in the room being like okay say that once more but like you're angry at the robot yeah or like oh the robot is uh is being a dork here uh like i think it's like a lot of video games they're kind of they're scared to have any rough edges which is what Mm -hmm. jokes frequently are Mm -hmm. um but yeah like there was like there's one there's one boss who shows up or he like he's like shouting at you over this intercom thing and he's just like he's like what we have here is a failure to communicate i'm like no one would quote he? Cool Hand Luke that far yeah. into the future. Yeah. Are you yeah. serious? Like, yeah. I'm just like, that's such a, like, that's so cliche. It hurts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it was like, oh, he's got sort of a drug problem. And I, like, fight this guy and his robot. And it's like, they they sort of, they, I would say they went 40% into characterizing this boss. Yeah. And it yeah. would have been more entertaining if he was just some generic runt who came out and was like, Rawr! Like, yeah. the well, fact that we've got, yeah. the fact that we've got games like, um, like Shadow of Mordor, for instance, that have literally procedurally generated villains mm-hmm. who are that like that forgettable. Like it'll be like, oh, it's a uh, Tug Tug Ratbag McGurk or whatever, and he yeah. shows up and he goes of the double McGurks. Like, he doesn't know anything about you. It's just a bunch of it's a bunch of math and and randomized parts there. Like yep. if you're actually paying people to write and design these characters, there is no excuse. I mean, short of just getting noted to death I mean, by somebody higher up. Yeah. Also, the uh, the, the problem there is like. Comedy is very hard for traditional writers, especially if you're not a comedian. Yeah, so I mean, that's I can... the thing. Is like in Hollywood, you bring in script doctors. Like mm-hmm. Dan Harmon wrote a added jokes to Doctor Strange. Yeah, like they had a cut of the movie, he watched it, and then he added jokes to it. That they yeah, I mean, Patton Oswalt gets paid yeah. to do that yeah. kind of stuff too. It's great, and I think that like that makes sense. But if you're not going to play to those strengths, then just make Band of Brothers with robots. You know, that's the other thing yeah. people do. And like I said, like this is smarter than most of the other AAA shooters in the same way. Like, a puppy can be the best football player at the puppy bowl. <laughs> like, 
Yeah. <laughs> that it's, was adorable. Yeah. Anytime. Uh, so I think it's got – I think like you, like you said, Zach, I think they're getting there, right? Yeah. Like they're digging and digging in until they find what this game is and what it means to people. And the multiplayer from what I hear is fantastic. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll get into that later. I'm sure all of us will we'll so dive in a little bit. But To zoom out from that, we know Respawn's next game is a Star Wars project. Correct. The creative director of God of War 3. Yep, we right. assume it's a third-person from the uh, behind-the-scenes stuff, hand-to-hand combat-y thing, yeah. like you would expect from a man Masters who... of the Terras Kassai. So, I mean, yeah, what do you, like, does this in any way impact your excitement, positively or negatively, for what that's going to be? I think that just based on the fact that we've got, uh, we've got a story-based game, we've got um, probably another Battlefront on the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, like, and maybe Bioware is doing something. I don't know. I feel like they're kind of, they're going through this checklist of, like, what the Star Wars game has to be. I get the sense because of the God Award edition and the fact that they showed, like, some scene of somebody messing around with swords yeah this is gonna be like some like jedi god of war stuff and i don't care i'm like i'm kind of burnt out of lightsaber crap in star wars really? like i want more i want more scum and villainy i want i want like yeah you know smuggler, yeah i'd smuggler rather nonsense. I, yeah i was gonna say i'm kind of with you on like, a, I mean, like a bounty hunter game i think we're gonna get probably the smuggler thing from amy's game it seems like if she's gonna make a game where uh-huh. it's gonna be the star wars equivalent of nathan drake yeah you're gonna get some of that um, well it feels like we're gonna get we get a new star wars movie every year and we get a new star wars game every two years that's pretty much yeah, the way get, the like, cycle's rotating i mean i think they're, we're gonna start getting them every year they're leaning very hard into like the i think that they kind of like blew the whole wad with with lightsabers in the prequels and a lot of people love that and there is that whole like people the people like you know kotor and all that because everyone's got a lightsaber yeah mm-hmm. but like rogue one specifically isn't gonna have any lightsabers sure. in it i think that that was sort of what i mean you sort of get lightsabers in in battlefront but it's kind of like almost in a hokey yeah, sense. yeah but like that uh, game's not about like hand-to-hand combat yeah exactly you know? i don't know it'll be cool but i just like i never that's never been the side of star wars i don't the wizards are fine so, i don't love the, anyway I mean, what well, if it's an action there's game? so yeah there's so much of that universe to explore and i yeah. feel like most media has has predominantly explored the, the Jedi, Jedi stuff. Yeah. I mean, yeah. what if you were a character like Rey throughout most of Force Awakens, and that it is, you know, well, the, I think that that's, is, I think that that's a turn that we're seeing in that franchise itself, right? Which now, is, right? I, I like, think, Rey in terms of like actually now we're getting into this, but in terms of actually becoming a Jedi or, or whatever is sort of one of the more interesting ways of telling yeah. that story because so far it's been Jedi's are either pure good, pure evil. Pure good, who's like ah, getting a little evil, <laughs> like that's that's yeah. it so far, and that's pretty much the the range of character depth you get in that in that sort of class type. Yeah. Whereas, like, yeah, bounty hunters are like, who cares? They don't yeah. play by any rule book. But, There's no uh, like codification of law yeah. for them. They when don't I, have special blood. I mean, so when I brought up Ray, I don't. I mean, there's what if you're a character whose weapon is a staff? Like, you don't need to be a Jedi. That'd like, be all right. I, I mean, if you're playing as like Donnie Yen or whatever, I don't. I I don't know. That's I'm not. I, I guess like the the whole intersection of Star Wars and martial arts isn't a thing that grabs me really. Yeah, me neither. Um, that said, like you're asking me what I would want to see in a Star Wars game from Respawn. Yeah. All I've seen from Respawn is Titanfall. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know what I don't know what they're capable of. You know? But it does give me like they do give me supreme confidence that they can build that world because there's bits and pieces of Titanfall that look a lot like Star Wars. Absolutely, yeah. mm-hmm. absolutely. Like, Especially a lot, of the, Titanfall a lot of the planetary stuff, like yep. a lot of the jungle environments, even some of the factory stuff that I've seen so far. Like that looks like Star Wars. To me. It totally does. There are there are entire Ish. sections of the of the single player campaign that felt like that sort of mesh that Star Wars does perfectly of just like here's technology and here's. The jungle and sure, overgrown, I mean, it's, you know, you gotta it's fight like, those weird tigers. Yeah, a bunch it's like of the best, yeah, it's like the best Avatar game we've gotten. Yeah, that's like definitely you get to be true, like yeah. a large robot who has a knife for no reason. Oh, remember yeah. the why would you give a soft Avatar, Avatar yeah. game? Uh, it was awful. I have that on my desk. Yes. I well, that was again that. like that's another thing that kind of bummed me out about Titanfall single player campaign is that there are four enemy types in that entire thing. Yeah. Like there's robot, the man, the, the, man, robot, the robot man, the tiger, the tiger, and then the large robot man. That's the whole thing. But no, I think that I think there's a like. Did you finish the man? 
I, I fought a lot of the man. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's really funny when you shoot the man in that game because his head just explodes <laughs> yeah. in the air. Yeah, it's really funny when you shoot the man as the robot because their whole body just blows <laughs> into chunks. Like, it's like, what? wow, that's oh, extremely violent. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I'd, I'd, I'd love to see some stuff that's sort of like, I mean, no one's really explored this, but like, what's a, you know, what's an ATST look like? 200 years after ATSTs look like. I'm starting to think they look a little more like Titans, you know? Like, what's a, what's a more sort of locomotive vertical ATST? Like, one that can wall run or something mm. like that, you know? I don't know I feel That'd be a weird-looking chicken. It's kind of weird. How come? Uh, I feel like Star Wars is it's so kind of, like, tied in that used future, but it's also, like, like they've all got, like, World War II guns with, like, camera parts glued to them, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, there's something inherently crappy about Star Wars. Like or even, there was. Yeah. I mean. I don't know. That's when you get into the, like, Yuzan Vong garbage. And there's like, oh, the crab people came from another dimension. And they're gonna, they've are gonna they got yeah. the, their armor is resistant to lightsabers. Oh, oh, of oh, course. You, oh, of course. That old Yuzan Vongs. What? I don't know what that is. I know. That's that fine. There's, they suck. They're, oh. like, the thing that they retconned out. Cause they I think too- eventually they're going to be like, hey, they made Star Wars in the 70s, but it's not the 70s anymore. Yeah. And I hate saying that, but Star Wars is a franchise that we all know will outlive all of us. And cool I'll, some, like- I'll put it this way. Like, there's a short list of developers that I would love to see make a Star Wars game, and Respawn is on the latter half of that list for me. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that they will make a fine Star Wars game. Yeah. But am I, like, supremely stoked to see a Star Wars game from Respawn? Eh, maybe. Like, let's yeah. see what the I'd rather see one from like. Naughty Dog. Yeah. Well, then- I don't my yay. Yeah. Also, you're getting one from Amy Hennig, um, so that's good enough. True. Uh, also, Sean Messler uh, in our Facebook group, which is facebook.com slash group slash podcast beyond. Yep. I'm always so impressed when you guys remember that off oh, the top of your head. Oh, yeah. you usually don't. Uh, Brian, I think I, last week I called it groups.com. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you go out there to groups.com. Anyway, sorry. Go to earthcloud.net forward slash tilde. Yeah. He said uh, to give a shout out to the Titanfall 2 League Facebook group, which is similar to the Soulsborne group. Yep, uh, so it's called Titanfall okay. 2 League. Yeah, they started, uh, Sean and a bunch of other people in the podcast beyond group started like a sort of Dark Souls uh, yeah. blood. Bloodborne subgroup. I've seen that, and it's really awesome because they're just in there. Just it's you, it's pretty much weaning out all the garbage people on the internet and just being like, here's all the cool people from mm-hmm. Podcast Beyond group, and let's have a specific yeah. version of that about this also, game. So if you're all playing you're Titanfall, doing it for Titanfall. Um, the whole thing in that is you know for multiplayer, you do want to have you want to sign up for your little your team or whatever. Yeah, sure. And then you you make money and you get a, a fun little avatar, and everyone gets buddy. Like real money? Like no, gambling? No, 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 no. no. robot money. I thought no. it was gambling. No. All right, uh, Skyrim is back. To mess up our lives again. Uh, Zach, you started playing oh, it again, huh? Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, you well, sound like an old so neurotic what's Jewish funny, grandpa. What's, oh, funny, uh, what's funny is, like, last week's show, you guys did a uh, rapid-fire question about, um, has a game ever ruined your life? <laughs> and Skyrim didn't ruin my life, but there was a point in Came probably, <laughs> like, probably early to mid-2012 when a couple of my friends that I lived with at the time were like, hey, man, maybe stop playing Skyrim tonight <laughs> yep. and like come out to a bar and hang with us for yeah. a little bit because you've been playing that game a lot and I put easily 250 hours in the original Skyrim I did like hours. everything you could possibly do in that game mm-hmm. um, did you climb the mountain? I climbed many a mountain. Fight you know, if you hop at an angle, you can just get right yeah, on. Yeah, or you like get on the horse mountains. and you get the vertical horse. Yeah, you get that too. Yeah, but, um, horse? I janky ass game. Publicly, <laughs> so janky. I love publicly, it. like on Twitter, I was like, I'm not playing Skyrim. Yep. I've already put my time into that game. I don't need to play it again. What did you and play then, this weekend? Uh, Friday morning, woke up and was like, what's on the old PlayStation? Skyrim. Bought it. Yeah. I, I yeah. easily sunk 10 hours into it this weekend, just got right into it, and so 
game is just as good as I remember it, uh-huh. and just as bad as I remember it. But of course, of I course, love of it course, so yeah. much. Yeah. My uh, my big question, and I asked Pete Hines about this, but they pay him, so he might have been dishonest with me. How are the load times? Because that was like my Faster. one thing. Going yeah. back into that on 360, it hurts to be like, mm-hmm. oh, I'll just jump in and check it out, and then being like, Ew. no, no, they're they're much faster, especially okay. when you're fast traveling between locations and stuff, because. I, this this playthrough, my plan is not to be a completionist. Obviously, nobody has time for that. No one can right. complete it. Yeah, Todd um, Howard said that it will never end. There will always be more dragons. <laughs> but uh, I, you know, like there's definitely a, a few quest lines that I want to do, and rather than run across the map and interact with things as I go, like I'm just fast traveling from place to place. Uh, do you, so, so are you playing differently? Are you finding yourself? Yeah. Like- so the last, the first time. The the character that I spent the most time with in Skyrim was a like classic thief, sneaky archer build. Mm-hmm. Um, I did one playthrough as a warrior, just like a straight up warrior, and I never ever play as a mage in RPGs. And so this time, as soon as they cut me loose, I ran straight for the mage college and started that quest line, so I could. Yep. I want to play as a pure mage and just. You're, I'm like kind of, kind of surprised you're this much of like a nerd about it. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. You saw no, much time like, you put into Witcher and no, no, yeah. No, I don't mean, I don't mean like that. It's like it's more, honestly, see, like out of any yeah, out of any genre or uh, setting for any game, like a fantasy RPG is my thing. No, yeah. no, I get that. Yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm more. The He's fact like that classically I'm not, Zelda trained. Yeah, I'm not talking sure. about that, that's not what I'm talking about. Though I'm talking about the fact that you 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 get out of jail at the beginning of Skyrim and then you make a beeline for college. Yeah, you're like, I'm gonna go to <laughs> yeah. wizard school. Like, I yeah. gotta get to Hogwarts. Like, I did the first like the preliminary missions that let you yeah. access those other things. Like, you go, you do a fetch quest for somebody, and he's like, oh, it seems like you might be well versed in magic. You should go and check this out. And then like, I just ran. Yeah, there, right. See, so. like with Skyrim for me, like Witcher's one thing. Witcher's so very like. It is so built around, like, a story framework, and it is mm-hmm. kind of very clear what kind of, like, it, you know, people show up on your maps as being, like, quests and everything, and you go to board sure. boards. Like, it's kind of, there's sort of a structure there, but I've always loved Skyrim on the basis that you just you just get lost. You're like, what the well, hell is this? Oh, this is where a bunch of orcs live, and they just eat a bunch of skulls out of bags. So and that, like, was sort oh, of, yep. that was sort of my rationale for repurchasing and getting back into Skyrim, is that it's it's an awesome game anytime that there's a lull. To just like if there's not a game that you're looking yeah. forward to coming out in the next couple weeks and you're looking for something to play, you can always play Skyrim for an hour and yep. find something. Yep. Like find a cave that you missed the first time around. Yeah, or, and I think I mean we just we kind of jumped into this conversation assuming that everyone in the world knows Skyrim because you probably should. It's yeah. it's, it's one of the greatest games of all time. Yeah, it's one. Yeah. It's probably one of the most important games ever made. But uh, in case you don't, it's a, basically an open world action RPG uh, set in first person. That or third. is or third, but it's kind of janky. The third, third, the third feels really, yeah. really way flowier than I remember. I was never yeah. into the combat in the yeah. third. Uh, it looks cool though, uh, especially to get to see your character and all the stuff that you. Yeah, but um, if if you're looking for a game this fall and you're not really enthused by Sorry. like like Call of Duty and Battlefield and Titanfall and you want something that's like you know you're looking for this year's Witcher or whatever and you for some reason never played Skyrim. Uh, like yes, proceed with caution. If you fall in love with this game, we might never see you again. Yeah. The Skyrim guide on IGN, uh, I believe to this day, if if everyone went away at IGN, it, it would continue to generate revenue for someone somewhere because <laughs> yeah. it's so po- it's like just consistently still in our like yeah. top ten most popular pieces of content ever, uh, and now probably all over again. Well, it's also like it's also an amazing wiki. Mm-hmm. Um, IGN has a wiki for every game that you can imagine and they're all very thorough but this game in particular and like some of the bigger games like Grand Theft Auto or something like that but Skyrim we have an interactive map that, that you thing. can yeah. you can zoom over and click on and it'll tell you what 
items you can find in each dungeon yep. and you know things like that and then we also have this awesome character spec build out thing where you can go in and select like if you're building a mage character you can apply points and see what skills that unlocks and like that yeah, way cool. you can I map mean, out your character ahead of time rather than yeah. yeah brian and i were working here back then and that was yeah. literally multiple people's full-time job for three four five months yeah was working on that yeah. guide yeah i mean that every yeah. time bethesda drops a game like that it's just like yeah mm-hmm. i remember like I've, I've said this before but colin moriarty for the first like two years i was in this office was playing uh new vegas fallout three. fallout three i guess yeah, yeah. That's good one too. Yeah. yeah, it was just I just heard like the loading menus and the pause screen and well, and it was, it was something like his guide ended up he ended up writing like two hundred fifty thousand yeah. words. Yeah, <laughs> he wrote a, he wrote a book. Yeah. Yeah. he wrote yeah. a book about that. That's game. nuts. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean yeah. it's it's interesting to go back to Skyrim now. It's five years old at this point. Mm-hmm. You know they've redone all the textures, they've redone all the lighting effects. Like it looks gorgeous, um, except for the faces. The faces are still terrible. Yeah, oh, those yeah. wolves. Yeah, um, but it's still, like, there's still funny little glitches that you can find, you know, like, that's kind of the charm in a lot of Bethesda Bethesda games, and it's also kind of a detriment, but, like, Mm -hmm. this weekend when I I was playing, I ran into a mammoth just frozen into a wall, (laughs) and he was still alive. Sure, he was still alive, but I just sat back in stealth and just picked him off with my bow and arrow and just watched my archery uh, stat just increase over and over. Oh, really? Yeah, that was really cool. What I like is when you try to create a reason for a glitch. Yeah. Like, what's... Maybe these wolves are cursed, and that's why their faces don't move. <laughs> yeah. Or like, oh, maybe that mammoth uh, was frozen in that wall during an ice age. Now he's becoming unfrozen. <laughs> we should slowly. we should link out to that wolf I think, video. Yeah. I think oh, my, yeah. my favorite was um, I walked into this like this castle, and it's like full of skeletons, and I'm just fighting all these skeletons. And I go in this one room, and there's this, <laughs> there's like this bowl of cheese on the table, <laughs> and it's just like vibrating a bunch, and I'm like. Oh man, this place is haunted. <laughs> it's just like a haunted, haunted cheese ball. Yeah, sorry, it's something. a very specific ghost. <laughs> yeah, I was like, Skyrim, whoa, poltergeist, gotta get out of here. Skyrim yep. for me, like in the same way as Metal Gear Solid Five, is a story or is a game that its narrative is told through interactions yeah. like that. Like it's yeah. that, like, and that's why I'm excited to work at IGN when this game is out again because we can swap those dumb stories. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah, that, it's awesome. Yeah. I'm actually Marty. You've never touched this, right? Nope. Literally, never um, we're gonna be. I think doing a Let's Play series of mm-hmm. that. Oh, that's and, uh, right. Yeah, I, think I feel it's like gonna it's going to be you being making very bad decisions and me getting like an anxiety attack it's, because that's not the way I play. I games. honestly pitched it as training day. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like I didn't you've never you done wet. this before. Uh, yeah, we're going to get butt naked on Skuma. Um, Is this, go can, you, some can you finish this game? So there, I mean, you can finish. There's multiple different quest lines. Yeah. Can, there's the main quest line, but then each like. The Mage School has its own quest line. The Thieves Guild has its own quest line. The Companions have their own quest you line. Can and there's a DLC. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, can get that. you can do a hot sex. I think we're gonna dragon. get married. I think we're gonna try yeah. to find a nice wife. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, because it's it's like almost everyone I've ever met has been like, yeah, I love Skyrim. I played it for a hundred hours. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, what'd you do? And like, I have no, no idea. idea. <laughs> well, Marty was texting me over the weekend, and he said that an open world game that big gives him like anxiety it's, yeah, it's, it's terrifying a, I said don't play Skyrim you'll yeah. have a heart yeah. attack I had the same <laughs> thing with The Witcher yeah. where I was like okay I can see myself getting into this and I pulled out the map and I was like no oh, yeah, what are you so nuts good. I Witcher's think like so good. even Witcher like Still main, mainlining that, that is like that's like an 80 hour game yeah. um, but with Skyrim like the thing that they pitched the thing that they labeled as like oh there's dragons abound this is the main storyline you can plow through that in like five or six hours right not rushing like three I think was their record or something interesting no you can um, play that game in Russian Shut up. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, th- that's that's one of the story, like, one of the storylines, one of the quest lines. But, like, I think that was just the one that they were like, okay, what's what's uh, what's tracking best? Dragons? Why the hell not? Perfect. Yeah. Sure, let's throw it in there. Mm-hmm. And then, like, there's other stuff where you're like, oh, I want to find the vampire friends, mm-hmm. or I'm going to adopt orphans and then kill their <laughs> orphan master or whatever. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's a very good game. And it's got mods now, too. Yeah. Um, gradually. The, I mean, the PS4 mods are yeah. kind of pale in comparison to the oh, Xbox yeah. mods. Oh, super but, sucks. Yeah. But, I mean, there are some, like, quality of life ones. There's one that I love because people have, like, the strangest, like, people. There's, like, there's two types of modders. There's people who are, like, yo, I want to get hunted down by Thomas the Tank Engine, and I want to have sex with everything. And then the people who are, like... I can't stand the sound of that dog's claws on the on the metal. So I've, I I saw that one. Yeah, you, yeah, did we find that? We met this woman what? at GDC who was like talking about. She's oh, a, that's she's right. A, she's a Fallout modder, and one of the things is she hated the sound of dog meat's paws on like metal <laughs> on floors. metal floors. So she modded in a different sound file. So it or sounds like a nice like fluffy paw hitting like a, a yeah, soft like, carpet. <laughs> Like she was so like, realistic. Yeah, yeah she was amazing. like, every time I walk around with the dog, it's like clang, 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 yeah. clang, and it was driving me nuts. So I went so, in, like, ripped that sound out of the source code and put in this, like, that's so cool. That's yeah. very cool. So now there's uh, there's one for uh, for Skyrim on PS4 that's just called No More Cloudy Days, and it makes it <laughs> so that all the clouds are gone from the map, so you can see where everything is. It doesn't uh, have this like you know ambient clouds. Max Scoville's yeah. first mod. Yeah. 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 And there's another one that's. Uh, Oh, there's one that just adds streetlights so that yeah, you can, like... Yeah, I saw... So, a funny thing happened to me. I was watching an IGN video about what mods are available on which system, and one of them that was available on PS4 and Xbox was this street lamp mod yeah. that just puts street lamps periodically throughout Skyrim. And, and for some reason, I watched that, and I thought, yeah, I could be into that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. It's really funny that is... Uh, it's somebody got just really... Like, he says in the description, he's like, I got really, really annoyed that snow would fall on roofs and then it would also fall underneath the eaves of roofs. So, like, you know, if you if you see snow in real sure. life, there's always, like, if there's a little lip. So, basically, it makes it so that there's no snow on porches in Skyrim <laughs> because the guy was like, that's not how snow works. There's a small gradient on the edge. And it's the absolutely is- how snow works. It's called <laughs> wind, you dolt. I mean, but, like, he's, like, he just, yeah. Um, God, what was the other I one? I grew up was- in New Jersey. We oh, got yeah. snow all the time. How can you tell him that? He's like, oh, damn. There's, like, a light snowfall. It's yeah. just, like, a realistic snow it's mod. Um, the one I really liked was, uh, there is the the Hearthfire. Did you play the Hearthfire DLC? Mm, yes. Yeah. The Hearthfire DLC is. I love it because it's just The Sims. It, it was kind of them torn. I changed with... it to Fart Hire. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's the one where you can you build a house and you start like making. Yep. You get to cut down logs. You build this stupid house that's full of mannequins for your dumb armor. Yeah. But then you can go and get an orphan and a wife and you just like have these like this family and it's like it's kind of weird because when I was playing I'm like. I just look like Glenn Danzig. Like, I was just this, this awful, like, satanic, like, metal man who's going around with a mace. And then I've got this, like, woman Oh, man, it'd like, be a nice werewolf, Dad. <laughs> yeah. Like, I come in, like, Papa, you're home. And I'm like, Yeah, time to have a nice big bowl of berries because I went out and got it in the woods for you. But, like, I guess if you if you keep playing that uh, that DLC, you, you can wind up where you have, like, two different homes. You've got, like, a winter home. You've got, like, a lake house and, like, a, yeah. and, like, a mansion. And your family will just wander around and, like, like NPCs in Skyrim, they'll occasionally just get lost so like one of the mods is just like we put a road between your two homes so that your family doesn't wander around in the woods how thoughtful wow it's just like that makes me it's so funny to me that like you've just got this like completely just oh, my, my, in, my insane wife and dementia child yeah. can come home whenever <laughs> I want ah my simpleton man boy wandered off again into the orchards <laughs> the dog's tail used to keep growing and never stop so I added a new mod so he can hang from trees like a small chimp <laughs> yeah that's Skyrim man God, so great I'm probably gonna buy that when I get home god damn it oh yeah um all right, so uh, in other news... Uh, the exact opposite of Skyrim. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, okay. so we talked about one of the most complex oh. and weird games ever. Uh, that game company, the ones who made Journey and Flower and Flow, have tweeted out or promoted their next game. Mm-hmm. 
Doesn't, uh, doesn't Rockstar game style. <laughs> it doesn't have a title. Uh, they said it's, quote, a game about giving. Yep. And the two images they tweeted out, one was the silhouettes of one candle lighting another candle, yeah. and then the silhouettes of four children in capes either flying or doing a skip. It's it's so funny Dancing to me. All this all about the maypole. This is exactly how the Red Dead Two uh, <laughs> trail started. It right. was just like here's a here's a color and a little icon, and, and here's, here are the silhouettes. Of here's characters. the silhouettes of characters, yeah. oh, and the difference in in likes and retweets on these two games, <laughs> yeah. and what their end products will be. Like yeah. Red Dead Two versus like I don't know the game where you play as like a leaf that lights on fire. Yeah, but if you zoom in, the silhouette on the right is Javier Escuela, so we think this is a prequel. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. So what, if like, the, uh, what if the third image in this uh, triptych was like something totally incongruous? It was like the two candles and then like four like frolicking children and then just like a gun. Dinosaur! <laughs> what? what the hell is this game? I'm into that. It's been yeah. a long, long, long time since we've had a new game from that game. Four company. years yeah. since Journey, yeah. 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 I mean, um, it just seems and, like uh, forever. So this is, they're, they no longer have their exclusivity deal with, with Sony. Sony. Mm-hmm. So we assume this is going to be on PS4, but it's yep. possible it won't. How long has it been since GTA 4? Uh, GTA four? 4? Or 5? Uh, 5 came out in 2013. 2032? What'd you right. say? I so think I said um, Almost neck and neck there. Yeah. yeah. Those two companies. Um, I could see, though, because those uh, are... It's definitely the same amount of time it takes are you getting to a distinct? <laughs> are you getting a distinct... Uh, Magic eye vibe from those images. Are they? I'm really good at magic eyes. It's that one was of the, the four first. Things I'm that was the first. Really? Thing, like, yeah. so you know, like at the back of the magic stuff eye all book, with your eyes. No, it's not. I have you know perfect the, vision. You know the back of the magic eye books where it shows you the images that you're supposed to see. Oh, yeah, 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 that, yeah, that's for people that suck. Yeah, but it's like that. That's what these images remind me of. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, that, what if the whole game just looks like that? They look like, like those. Um, what are they called? They're like sun prints. They're yeah, like yeah, blue, exactly. Blue papers. Yeah. This yeah. is like a total tangent. I don't know if I told you guys this story before, but uh, like five years ago or six years ago, five and a half years ago, I, I got out of a really bad breakup and I moved back into San Francisco from Oakland. And I was looking for a new apartment and I found this place in the inner Richmond. And this is old Russian lady subletting this uh, entire flat. And she was like, "You can have it all. It's a thousand dollars a month, but the only thing is that you can't take down any of the furniture that's got to stay in there." <laughs> and, and no. No magic eyes. (laughs) Deal breaker. Hear me out. Uh, And she goes, uh, and you have to meet me for coffee once a month to pay me rent. And I'm like, what? I don't want to meet you for coffee. That's weird. I love coffee. I don't like you. This sounds Um, like the beginning of an indie film. So I go in there. I go into the apartment. It's really nice. And above the fireplace is a magic eye picture (laughs) of a dolphin. And I could see it immediately because I'm great at magic eyes. Uh, and I go. Did you put that on your resume? No. So I go. Host, producer, great at magic eye. <laughs> so I go. Hey, um, this is a great apartment. It's huge. It's way bigger than anything I thought. Uh, the coffee thing's weird, but I can handle that. What's up with the stuff on the walls? And she was like, "You can't take down any of the art." And I'm like, "I can't really have people over. <laughs> I have them trying to do a magic eye puzzle in my apartment. <laughs> I can't bring a girl That's over. That's just weird. I'm newly single. I can't be bringing a girl yeah, over I'm on single. a first date. And her being like, "What's the right?" Deal I was like single. And I was like actually trying to date somebody. I'm like, I'm gonna bring her over, and I'm gonna be like, "What's this?" I'll wait. Crack this code. It's a dolphin. Uh, if you turn it over, there's a picture of a silhouette of a dolphin in case you get lost. Um, so I didn't take the apartment. And that's my magic eye story by Brian Altano. I totally Altano, should have taken that five. apartment. Yeah, but I'm really super good. excited for Journey 2, the burn. Yeah, oh, I'm Bernie? Bernie. Like, Bernie. This, game, this game is going to be great. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be weird and whimsical and artsy. And Best all game that. of I think all it's time. Multiplayer. I Marty think it's going to be a four-player over the garden wall. No, God, I hope not. I really, uh, I just, I want to make fun of it so much because they called it a game about giving, and that's like, that just, like, if that if that game was a child, that child would be bullied. Like, I like, look, my mom made me wear jellies and Speedos when I was a little kid. I, like, yep. was born to be j- bullied. It's just like, there's just, there's sh- there that, you know, like, if you just show up and you're like, 
Hello, friends. It's me, Martin Prince. I'm here to play the loot. I yep. bought a geode. It's just like, come on. No, <laughs> that, not a game about giving. I love that game company, but they remind me of that, like that, chick, that like Christian youth group that Beavis and Butthead torment. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. No, they're totally. Or like a Montessori school. Yeah. I mean, I went to art school in New York City. This is I. I can smell my own here. Like you know? it's just such a. It's it's. Come on. Like, I love it because it's just like, hey, like in the same episode, we're talking about AAA shooters in Skyrim. We're yeah. like, now let's talk about some feelings. All right, guys. <laughs> Counterpoint, that game company has made three amazing games yeah. with yeah. beautiful they're also and one, They're also one game out from making one about the bag from American Beauty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. If basketballs were allowed at that oh, game company, boy. I'd say that was a slam dunk. <laughs> basketballs. basketballs. Wait, is that a ball? Get that out of here. They're too You're competitive. Fired. Yeah. Pack up your things. You're, pack up your things. No competition. Oh, that's great. No, we're super excited for that. Do, bag chairs. do we know anything about like release date or? No, I mean no. they just started tweeting this stuff out. They actually created a, a separate Twitter account, and the, it's at that next game. Yeah, or that, it's that next game. Yeah. That next game. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I get it. So, yeah, <laughs> I love what you wrote in here. Their past game was Journey, so maybe this one is called Bernie because you can burn things with candles, and adult depression <laughs> is real and palpable. Which one of us wrote that? That was me. Okay. Yeah, hey, All everyone. Right. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I dressed as Willy Wonka for Halloween, and that was the highlight of my year. We're all fine. That and winning Double Dare. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, speaking of uh, speaking games, of dark things, uh, being revealed in a very obtuse manner, uh, we got a nice reveal of the next Tomb Raider game, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, which was uh, revealed via a, someone's laptop screen on a subway. Yeah, I feel remember really when bad. this happened for Black, Black Flag? Flag yeah. a few also years in ago? Montreal. Yeah. Ubisoft, uh, it was, they we? were working on, the guy was working on it and he opened up his iPad on a plane. Yeah. And a guy behind it uh, snapped a picture of it. Yeah. yeah. Same thing. Can we just hire a freelancer to ride the like public transit in Montreal? Like, I feel scoops, like that would be really hot cool. scoops. Yeah. 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 Like, seriously, just wear a wire, just eavesdrop. Wear a wire. Yeah, this is great. It's also like, I mean, uh, they, they sell those like, Screen things that you can yeah, put on that makes it out. yeah tough yeah. to look at from different angles. Yeah, they also like, sell how I those, watch uh, adult films on planes. They also <laughs> sell those uh, laptop bags that you can zip up when you're riding the train, and uh, no one will get you fired. Yeah, um, yeah, that's true. The so the good so, news in all this is that there's another Tomb Raider right around the corner. Yeah, but one that's of the true. interesting things about this is that the uh, leak, also uh, corroborated by Kotaku, says that the game is not being developed by Crystal Dynamics, uh, but instead Idos Montreal, who most recently did the, uh, the sex Mankind games. divided, yeah, yeah. Huh. Um, and so, and that's also something I'd heard. Uh, mm-hmm. And so that's interesting because to me, that's like, well, what's Crystal D working on now? Like, are they working on Tomb Raider Four, or are they the support studio for this, or are they working on something new entirely? Which I, I think something new. Cool. Yeah, so yeah. Being, I mean, being in the like being a fan of video games always feels like finding about your Christmas presents because like your mom left a receipt on the counter. Like instead of actually getting it or seeing the actual box, it's just like, oh, there's the most boring way to find out about yeah. something that I'm incredibly excited for. Yeah, yeah. like I can't stuff, wait like, to play this. That's game, why stuff this like is... the Switch or Red Dead was cool because it's just like oh, that didn't leak. Well, I, mean, I guess Switch yeah. leaked a bunch, but like that. All that Red stuff Dead was rumored for a while, but like yeah. in terms of like. Here's the trailer. He was like, we didn't even know what the Switch logo looked like yeah. or anything. It's not like the, like the, the PS- Dark Tower where it's like, here's a camera a f- camera phone shooting a the trailer. PS4 with a Pro, the Pro was unboxed before it was announced. Like, that's <laughs> the, insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Uh, but no, this is really awesome. I, ever, as I've said for, for ages on this show now, I'm absolutely the, like one of the biggest fans of those uh, the Tomb Raider games. You, we, just, you just played through yeah, the, the one recently, right? Yeah, I about that at all? I don't think so. Don't think, yeah, so... Uh, if you're looking for a really just super fun, well-rounded video game, that's a thing you could get on your Sony PlayStation 4, yeah. mm-hmm. which will 
Is that doing PS4 Pro stuff? Yep. Yes. Yeah. Okay. It's doing PS4 Pro stuff. It's doing PSVR stuff. It's got a VR special oh, yeah, mission. Yeah, yeah. Like this is um, like it's the it it finally came the PS4. The they kind of like they it's yeah all the DLCs packaged mm-hmm. in there. I think in terms of being like hey sorry we made you wait a year like it's a good package for like a hardcore PlayStation yeah. fan because if like you've got the Pro you got PSVR like mm-hmm. all that stuff's really it cool. does interesting stuff with the Pro where that you can choose where you want the power to be. <clears throat> Push towards. Oh, wow. like you yeah. can choose whether you want 4K, that's whether cool. that's important to you, or whether improved frame rate's important to you. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. that's nuts. That's awesome. Um, yeah, we were just watching Vince yeah. play this. Yeah. Oh, so. Can yeah, we talk I, about that? Um, I will say stop. that... Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Um, Embargo. Okay. <laughs> Wait. And... Question mark? Question mark? It's 45. All right. Um... <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I will say that uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider is like pretty much a perfect video game, especially yeah. at its like 20th anniversary form where it comes with all the bells and whistles and all yep. the weird crap you can do. Uh, yeah. I played through that game probably, I think it's it's not super long. It's like 8 no, or, t- eight it's or like 10 eight hours. To 10 hours. Which yeah. is like just the right amount to not get sick of it, but also it can, if I'm like... It can be double or triple that if you like go all in. Yeah. But, well, yeah, if you're, if you're hunting down all the animals to, to yeah. upgrade all your gear yeah. or... Yeah. Yeah. It's got that wacky like trading card arcade game mode, like the expeditions or whatever, where you can go in and like... Mm-hmm. I like finished the game and I was like, I beat the beat the last boss fight or whatever the hell you do at the end of that game. And I was like, oh, wow, credits, this whole game is over. And then I was like, what's all that crap I unlocked? Yeah. You know, and then yeah. I go to this, like, you go to this weird thing and basically it's... It feels almost like a slot machine. Like, you have all these cards you unpack, and then basically, like, they're weird modifiers. Like, oh, all the enemies uh, maybe explode into poison gas when you try to yep. loot their bodies. Or, oh, headshots uh, make rainbows shoot out or whatever. Like, literally, mm-hmm. I set it so that I had uh, classic classic Lara Croft, like, crappy PlayStation 1 graphics. Yeah, that's one of my giant, favorite things ever. Giant yeah. head, and then a, a rainbow trail. So she just looked like yep. this cartoon Bratz doll. Yeah. And she's yeah. just going through this, like awful scorpion cave and I was like this is nightmarish <laughs> and like none of those modifiers yeah. affected the gameplay really no not at all it's well, great it's a lot but like you can also do stuff where it's like oh yeah you're golden eye yeah yeah we saw, we saw. A lot, yeah. I was gonna say yeah. we saw a lot of the same kind of stuff after yeah. you beat Uncharted Four. Yeah. Like Max and I did a let's play where we the whole game was cel shaded, and every time you drew your gun, it turned into slow motion. Yeah, it was yeah. Like awesome. Like yeah, it made really that a cool. completely I, different game. I yep. really like that in Uncharted. It actually affects the campaign, right? Whereas in Tomb Raider, the thing that would make me go back and collect all that crap and kill like fifteen rabbits or whatever you have to do to unlock new things is if I could roll that in there. But instead, it's like this weird sort of speed run expedition, <clears> mode, yeah, yeah. which is sort of a bummer. Like almost feel like kind of like disappointed there because mm-hmm. they showed mm-hmm. off that like that PlayStation 1 model and like they're like oh look at this guys you can get this thing and I was like oh I'm totally gonna play the I, whole game I really wish point, it's hilarious to watch that PlayStation 1 model interact in cutscenes it's great yeah. because yeah. especially with the villain who's like mm-hmm. I actually really like the villain in that game I think that game fixed story wise it fixed or it got closer to fixing a lot of the problems for the first one the first one had uh, like Lara is fantastic she's but just a great everybody character else is just everybody else is so terrible, terrible. Yeah. You know? well that's especially- yeah like that's oh, the, really? the difference between what I totally I was way way less happy with the story in the second one. Oh really? Yeah. Really? I thought the first one just devolved into sort of nonsense by the end. It, I it, loved it totally that nonsense. Did. Really? Yeah. Fought an ogre. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I went up on a careful. I had to write that down. An ogre battle. Ogre. Ogre battle. We don't say ogre on this show. <laughs> That's right. Oh, the O word. <laughs> the, the big O. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, like, uh, yeah, I, I thought it was way more fun to just feel kind of isolated, and like right. you were still killing dudes with your bow and stuff, and fighting deer and wolves and all that crap. But like in the second one, I hated all those the weird village people who were hanging around. Um, like the, the, the weird little the like, Native Americans, like, 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 like the construction <laughs> worker, <laughs> <laughs> the fireman, the, the cop, sailor, <laughs> sexy cop, the highway cop, yeah, all um, those GI Joes, yeah. Uh, but no, like I, all the like the weird sort of uh, 
Horizon Zero Dawn looking people who are yeah. hanging out in like little woodland things and they were yeah. like yep. I've got a pumpkin patch and a chicken coop and I'm like what are you doing here <laughs> yeah. and yeah. they were like Laura come back I'll miss you and I was like who are you? I don't I just, care. I I absolutely love the environments and the traversal in that game. Oh, yeah, in the in the canyon areas where it kind of opens up. Like just my memories of that game when I look back on it are just sort of like spending two hours in like a Each field, of the big just areas. like yeah. hunting and like being in the middle of trying to solve a puzzle, and all of a sudden seven wolves show up and I have to fight them. Like See, I really love that yeah. sort of like environmental interaction stuff that would happen. Completely randomized. Uh-huh. Like, and one of my, and I hate, like, I hate that we can't talk about Tomb Raider without talking about Uncharted, but one of my pet peeves with Uncharted is this sort of, like, you clear through an area, and then, like, you can kind of fuss around and pick up some, like, artifacts and stuff like that. There's no real incentive to go back yeah. and explore it. Yeah. But in Tomb Raider, like, I really like the fact that you'd be solving a puzzle. You'd be like, how do I get up there? Mm-hmm. Like, you would see something and be like, I can get up there. I wonder how. Well, that's, and then upgrading your, your weapons and stuff is really cool to me. That's yeah. that's the same thing that, that I'm kind of struck mm-hmm. with about Titanfall to go back to the beginning right. of the show is, like, there are so many hidden pilot the, helmets, the helmets throughout yeah, the course of yeah. Titanfall that there's no indication as how you get up there and you kind of have yep. to Metroid prime your way up to each of these helmets. But mm-hmm. it reminds me almost of Uncharted 4 in the fact that like that's just a collectible. Yeah. Whereas in Metroid and in Tomb Raider, mm-hmm. when you finally puzzle your way up there, it's an upgrade or yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. piece that you need to build a bigger gun or, you know, something like that. And I love that, right? Yeah. It's, it, it completely, it's optional, but it's completely incentivized in case you do take that option rather than just being like here's a direct path through this game and when you're done you're done and if you go back and go get stuff but it's mostly just for a platinum trophy yeah. you know it's yeah. not really to be like oh I have like my gun feels better my yeah. bow and arrow can shoot further I don't know how much of that is like I don't know enough about game design to really quantify that but mm-hmm. I imagine that when there's a collectible that doesn't do anything it's something that's added far later because oh, it doesn't yeah. affect the balancing so. or the yeah. game design you know yeah. and they're like oh we'll make it so you can hop up there if you want and maybe there's a treat mm-hmm. you know? you I know. think it's like mm-hmm. it's also you know back to Titanfall I think what I found myself doing was kind of rushing through a lot of environments in that game because it's such a quick moving game yeah well you want to be at that momentum yeah. right yeah. like that's yeah. why the tutorial sucks so bad in that game is because you you know once you hit that fluidity how much fun it is to traverse totally, in that game totally and so you always want to be moving that fast yeah you don't you don't want to stop and like, when it comes to a crawl you're like oh. i love a big robot that's some of my favorite types of fiction yeah but the the way that you oh, like move, evangeline line the way that you move on foot is much more fun than the way that you move in the robot like she was you, great on lost yeah uh True. yeah no i'm totally with you i like the fact that once you get in a robot it can't jump but yeah. it can like hover like, sometimes kind of, yeah. like it's yeah. it, some of them can but yeah mm-hmm. uh yeah, Tomb Raider's awesome. If you missed it on Xbox One for some reason, like it kind of oh, sucks. Absolutely, go we were, back. Yeah. We were saying, like, can we just vote for that as Game of the Year again? Because like, it I really, kind of would. It got robbed. Like, yeah. that's totally that's such a bummer. I, I would put that in the same category as like Far Cry Three because that got released on like the beginning of J- December when everyone was overplaying yeah. Game of the Year stuff. But like, that would have totally been like top of the list for so many people. Well, it's why like console exclusivity crap from third parties like it mm-hmm. kind of sucks for people a it lot totally you know? sucks. like I've, i wish like i don't know how much that would have stolen the show this fall had everyone been playing it for the very first it's also time like, just now i mean i don't want to like fan the flames or anything but like it sucks because it's like tomb raider is was originally a playstation franchise or like it, yeah. was, it goes back that far you know mm-hmm. like it has no immediate relationship to xbox and it's like kind of like that 20th anniversary does feel like they always throw around the term definitive or whatever the definitive collection but like it is definitive it's got like you can totally dress up like old Lara Croft and like the mm-hmm. crappy polygon boobs and, yeah you, know. you were jumping out of the campaign and into like the zombies Baba Yaga stuff too right yeah it's, like it's, it's so cool that like all that's there, all that's there we yeah. had on Xbox we had to wait a while for that to kind of trickle mm-hmm. out so yeah it's cool cool um, do we want to talk at all about what Q4 games we're still stoked on, or we do just kind of do that? I put that in last minute. I didn't know that we were going <laughs> to jump in the room so fast, so we don't have to. We can move. That's on. fine. Okay. What's left? 
Watch Dogs. Watch Dogs. Watch Dogs mm-hmm. Call of Duty, Final Fantasy, and oh, God, The Last yeah. Guardian are the big ones. Wait, and I guess Pokemon. Yeah. yeah, Pokemon. What do you but say? I'm very disappointed that you didn't mention Dishonored 2. Oh, yeah. That was oh, yeah. bad on my part. Dishonored 2 comes out in two weeks. You guys are big uh, Dishonored dish nerds, right? You just all get crazy about that? I love Dishonored. I love the first one. Yeah. Dishonored. Dishonored. Yeah, Dishonored. Dishonored. Yeah, it's going to be good. Um, yeah, I'm super stoked for Watch Dogs. Me too. I want to burn through that before um, Final Fantasy comes out, and that's probably going to take up the rest of my year, mm-hmm. aside from Last Guardian, Last Guardian, which I think I'm reviewing. Yeah, I'm very excited for Watch Dogs. I'm 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 guessing that game's going to be like a 7.5 or 8. That's just kind of where my head's at. I would at really on love for that game to be like a solid 8. Yeah. Like, I, think me, it, I think it will yeah. be. And like, that's, I think that's it's great. Be a 10. You think it'll be a 10? Out of he doesn't think that. Out of the whole 10. It's very hard oh, for the old game. metric 10. Yes. It's, a, it's very hard for a game like that to get everything right. You Dan Stapleton throws out tens like crazy. So. That's not true that's at all. Absolutely <laughs> not true. It's absolutely not true. Uh, yeah, no, that's gonna be awesome. And of course, the Last Guardian. Like, I can't yeah. wait to see. I like even even if that game ships completely broken. Like, it's there's gonna be so much in there that I can't wait. To, well, can't mm-hmm. wait to try. We've, I know you and I have talked about this, but like here in San Francisco on the sides of buses and and a couple of billboards and now slowly but surely like during major TV events yeah. we're seeing ads for The Last Guardian it's, it's crazy so oh some of that's me what's that I've been putting up posters good oh, for nice you work. yeah I've been hanging up some walls yeah, no Max and I saw them oh, outside the old street of... team <laughs> <laughs> we saw them above the Jacob Javits Center and Madison oh, sorry, Square Garden Jacob Javits oh, Center Javits? <laughs> it, New York Comic Con the show you worked with me last year Junkum Javits <laughs> Jacob Javits Center Never been there. Is it Jerry Jerry with a Jank? Jerry Jangus? Well, they also put ads above Madison Square Garden. Heard of that? Or, okay, your your hearing ah, disease doesn't Madison stand Madison Square <laughs> Garden. <laughs> Mardigan Darn Dargan. Uh, yeah, so they're putting money into this thing. Finally, I still haven't seen a ton of TV commercials, but I, I cut cable. So Jefferson yeah. Cube Yard. <laughs> yeah, the only time I see TV commercials is when I'm at a bar and I'm usually pretty drunk. So. Yeah, and there's usually no sound, and so I make up my own stories. Mm. That's <laughs> a good way to do it. Yeah. The narration like and the the log's dog has returned, and the boy must help him get out of. The cave. You should come ahead uh, by some of my bus stops where I'm putting up those posters. <laughs> Ooh, corporate yeah. synergy. I yeah. think it's weird you call them your bus stops. <laughs> oh, Max. Uh, in a, in, they got my posters up. They are my bus stops. In addition to running a street team, he also own, owns a bus line. So, okay. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Just the, the Peter stops, Pan actually. bus line. <laughs> yeah. We've got cheap, cheap trips going up to Vermont if you want to go there. Uh, all right, so we have a new segment, uh, What VR Playing. What VR Playing. The number one virtual reality Dracula podcast. Uh, thank you to <laughs> Beyond Listener Tiger Bauer for that great also title. Also blame him for that. Uh, I'll fly through these real quick. I still love PSVR. The Honeymoon is not over yet. I, I really enjoy just going home and just playing that thing for like 30, 40 minutes. Because the Honeymoon? Yeah, you know the Honeymooners. Is that a VR experience? In cinema mode, you can watch all 12 seasons of The Honeymooners. <laughs> <laughs> See that man do a real I would, boom, right I to the moon. It. Somebody just like shells out hundreds of dollars for like, yeah, I got the 4K stuff. I got the PS Pro. I just, I got the PSVR. Mostly just been uh, Marathon and Green Gables. <laughs> like, I really wanted to do a hard rewatch of Mad About You. Yeah, I was watching bad. Anyway, carry on. Which is a character. Right, side note, you can use the PS4 media player to watch movies in VR mode, but because they're not like designed for that, it's insane. How big, how big can you make Andy Griffith's head So I put, on, I put on like the original 1970s Jungle Book. That's not great. Oh, boy. Which I love. I love that movie. I don't know why. It's just like a, it was a file I had. I pirated it. Put me in jail. <laughs> <laughs> it's the law of the jungle. I stole the movie where the the, the line where's the crown it doesn't fit in his head. Okay, like if you're gonna hit me in jail, like let's just talk about how great that movie is. Um, 
They love and that shit movie in prison. It was like watching it in like a nightmare tunnel <laughs> through like a, a cone. <laughs> like it was like spinning and I was like, ah! Was like, <laughs> so be careful with that. Um, Good to know. I'm hearing people are trying porn with that. Good luck. <laughs> Godspeed. Good luck on, on the other side of that K-hole. Yeah. Um, Attack on Titan. So I'm playing a bunch of really cool <laughs> VR games. Uh, one of them I tried is called Windlands. It's legitimately the most terrified I've ever played. Uh, I've ever been playing a VR game, and it's a happy, like fun, comfy platforming game. But it's all in first person. But it gives you that like that feeling of falling. Where your stomach I mean, drops. Sounds like where it's where VR jumping flash, it's, which seems like a terrible idea. hundred percent. It's VR jumping flash in, in in first person, and you have these grappling hooks, and you basically have to like that Mario. Super cool. It's really cool. You have to Mario sixty four your way around this like huge three D environment. You'll see like a tree that's like seven thousand feet tall. You're like, how do I get up there? So I was just like, I was like shooting up, and I got to the top, and I was like, oh my god, oh my god! And I walked to the end of the tree, and I was like, oh, there's a platform down there. I can get to it. I'm gonna jump for it, and I jumped, and I was like, ah! Oh my god, I made it! And like after ten minutes, my wife walked in, and she was like, are you okay? And I took the VR headset off. My face was beet red. I was covered Sweating. in sweat, and my yeah. hands were covered in sweat, and I was just like. Yeah, I'm having a great time playing this game. It's really fun. It's called Windlands. So this is this is the second time I've heard this kind of thing from you, where you, you're terrified of heights, but you want to go to the tallest places. Yeah, like when we were in France, you're like a we, cat. Yeah, I we know. were in Paris, and Brian was like, "Hey, let's go to the Eiffel Tower." And then as we're riding the elevator up the Eiffel Tower. I look over Side and his, note, he's like, crippling fear. Yeah. yeah, he's like, look at how sweaty my hands are. And there's just a puddle in yeah, his hands. Yeah, dripping like, sweat. Yeah. Well, and that was the second time I've been up there, too. Because I think fear is uh, a lot – it's a lot like Taco Bell <laughs> where you have it and you're like, I'm never going to do this again. Is that and a then Frank Herbert quote? You get a few drinks like in Taco and you're Bell. back there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, yeah, it's stupid, right? You subject yourself to stupid things. But part of this is like after like 25 minutes, I was like, I'm never playing this again. And I went back the next morning and I'm like, I'm actually getting better at this. Uh, I also play this game called The Weeping Doll, which is like – Sounds awful. It's sort of – yeah, it's really funny. It's sort of like a Escape the Room type game. And it's Japanese, but it's got British voice acting. So it's insane. <laughs> <laughs> and moving around the game is just – it's bizarre. They, like no VR game has really uh, been like – Here's full 360, like, first-person controls because most people can't handle that sort of, like, movement of it. They get nauseous. So in this game, you project this, like, hologram elderly woman <laughs> towards a different part of the room. And then she just appears and you're, like, in front of a clock. And she's like, I hear the ticking of the clock, but what will make it stop? And you're like, oh, my God. This is terrifying. So basically there's these nightmare dolls and this little girl running around this house and you have to solve this puzzle. Uh, it's $10. Bucks. It's, uh, it's terrifying. So give that a shot. I also play this game called VEV or Viva X Viva. Oh, the Viva Viva? Yeah, which is really cool. It's five bucks. Uh, you play as like <clears throat> basically a microscopic organism. Sure. And you're inside what I believe is like the human body. It's sort of like that Martin Short movie. Uh, Inner Space. Inner Space? Yeah. <laughs> And that was not a Martin Short movie. He just happened to be in that movie. He was in a lot of that movie. Uh, he's the pilot inside. No, no he's oh, the I man. Love short he's films. Not. Isn't he the man? No. He's not, isn't that, that the man? Was, I believe that was Dennis Miss- Quaid. Ah, D. Quaid. Dennis Quaid's yeah. the pilot, but they're inside Martin Short. It's literally in the entire that movie. Might, that might be the case. Just because yes. you're inside of a man, it doesn't make him the main character. <laughs> what about the movie? What about Inside Out? How, how did? How was that the comment that grinded the show to the halt, and not my comment? <laughs> because he looked at the camera like a sick dude. So anyway, it's really cool. Uh, I like it a lot. It's it's basically it feels like this underwater no man's sky almost, where like you the sense of scale is just ridiculous. You're floating along, and like these just huge sort of like. Uh, 
giant organ looking shapes float by you and there's weird monsters and creatures and it's it's like five bucks it's a great sort of just fun little vr experience yeah did you know that uh in if you get to the center of the universe and no man's sky turns out you're inside randy quaid i would love that that's a lot better than the version of the center of the universe that they put in that game that they stopped talking about randy but also we stopped talking about yeah. So what's Carnival Games about? <laughs> Carnival Games just launched hey, on PSVR. Everybody. Carnival Games is back again. <laughs> yeah, remember that game? So this game sold them like over a million on the Wii. Uh, so like every console launch, all the sort of like... <laughs> Me too! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all, the, all the kind of like junky kind of third-party games come in. They're like, hey, don't forget about us, guys. Hey, everyone. You thought you were done going to the Carnival. <laughs> yeah, but Why we're back. So here's the weird thing about this game. This is... Absolutely a game for children. All the commercials are making it seem like it's for, like, drunk adults. Oh, you mean uh, a VR game for children 12 and under who cannot play this game? That's the thing. PSVR is not made for children at all. Like, if you're you're not supposed to have prolonged use uh, with VR or 3D if if your eyes are still growing up But as a drunk adult, are you having a good time? No. So here's the thing. (laughs) Uh, It's not good, but there are some really fun minigames in it. Like, every minigame collection, 70% of them are crap. Two of them are okay, and one or two are, like, amazing. Uh... Here's the thing about this, this game. There's this carnival barker who follows you everywhere and narrates your entire experience, and you cannot mute him completely. You can only turn his volume all the way down, and he's an insane person, <laughs> and it sounds like there's a man constantly trying to kill you, and it's in VR, so everywhere you look, he's, it's he's like 3D sound, and he's yeah. like, hey, would you like to play another round of ring toss? <laughs> the ringer's toss, and you're like, leave me alone. So PSVR is doing really good <laughs> in week three, and I hope you all enjoy it. All right. And that's what VR playing. Now it's time for our favorite section of the show, Rapid Fire, which is where you go in the Podcast Beyond Facebook group, which is facebook.com slash group slash podcast beyond. Groups.com slash cloud slash upper scase geocities. Uh, we got a good question from Javier Bonet. It says, how has VR affected your relationship slash marriage? Well. Not uh, as bad as my phone has. Yeah, apparently. Um, it's been good. It's been really funny because I, uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I have the kind of marriage where I'm like, I definitely have my own space. Like I can be like, I'm gonna play video games for a couple hours, and she's like, okay, I'll read. I'll, I'll be in the other room. But VR is a little different because um, it is a very isolated experience. So I actually had a conversation with my wife early on where I was just like, if you ever see me in this thing, and I'm holding these dumb clown nose sticks, and I have the headphones in, do me a favor. If you need my attention. Don't just, like, leap onto the couch or anything like that. Or don't come over and tackle me. Like, so she was like, oh, okay. So what she started doing, she started doing this thing where she'll come over and just kind of, like, like, <laughs> I don't like, that at all. like spider crawl oh, on my arms. Worst. And I was like, ah! And I took my headphones off, and she was like, what? She told me not to scare you. And I'm like, that's actually ten times more that's terrifying way worse. than if you just yelled. But um, I think, like I said before, like, um, when I play PSVR, it's in – way shorter burst than I would like play something like Skyrim sure. for like four hours so it's actually been really good for my video game time because I can go home and play for like 30 minutes and then take it off and then be back in the real world so I think a lot of the like the things that people are saying about VR in general being isolating I don't necessarily find that I've also found like some of the multiplayer stuff the asynchronous multiplayer is actually really fun so it's probably a, it's probably cool for for most people yeah i mean if you're a disaster dude and you don't take care of your wife or whatever then yeah psvr is just gonna be fueled to that fire but you're a mess get it together disaster dudes is the name of my favorite nes it's, game. A, it, it's a really good yeah. NES. they were like a like a, a <clears throat> dumb teenage blast core <laughs> vr has really the, improved my relationship the president has been kidnapped are you a good. disaster of a dude <laughs> enough to save him? the end <laughs> 
Uh, Christopher James Capatoccio. Christopher <laughs> James Capatoccio. You may trade one first-party PlayStation franchise for a first-party franchise on Xbox or PlayStation? PlayStation Go. Oh, okay, I get it. Yeah. Uh, you can have uh, Gran Turismo because I don't oh, like those yeah. target games. I would games. trade Gran Turismo for Forza. Yeah. I just want Sunset Overdrive. Yeah, I, I mean, want more people to play Sunset Overdrive. I don't know. Are you gonna play, are you gonna play Forza though? Why don't you just trade Gran Turismo for something like awesome, like trade it for Halo? Okay, something. Forza Horizons yeah. is awesome. Forza Horizon. Yeah, no, it's it's good, but I just don't see myself. You really drive through a whole field of coconuts and just run over some corn. I like the it. Forza they had at launch where all the people were cardboard. I like that. That was really funny. Cardboard. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if we're talking like big <laughs> Xbox franchises, I would say Gears of War. Yeah. Like that seems like the clear winner to me. Like I. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed Dude, the first yeah. two, awesome. I, but I hadn't played. Don't make that face. I don't like three that. or four or Judgment. Yeah, or, yeah. Gears is great. Yeah, uh, I would say the, a trade. I'd say the little the little uh, big planet to for for rare for like all of rare. That's pretty uh, good. that's a pretty uh, good one. Oh yeah, yeah, I forgot the other half <clears throat> yeah. of that equation is that I have Specifically, to trade a franchise out. I would trade my uh, my Crash Bandicoot <clears throat> buddy icon for my uh, Xbox avatar that makes the fart noise when I stick on the the thumbsticks. Also, is dressed like me from 2000. I mean, it sounds, it sounds if, like a very Max if this was thing to if do. this was trading cards, I'd be like, can we get like the you know like the the rookie card era rare or like the <laughs> can like, you get Super Nintendo? It's, like, it's sort era of like rare. being like, can I get like the Chicago Bulls Jordan versus like the 2016 Jordan? Like, I don't really want 2016 rare. They make like avatars. They're I mean, making CFDs, they're making Sea of Thieves. I know, but that's like one thing out of what everything they've done. Like since they got acquired by Microsoft, they grabbed them. Remember when they grabbed them by the they ghoulies? grabbed them right by those ghoulies. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Okay. It's a famous quote. Yeah. All right. Donald uh, Trump. <laughs> Brandon Juarez is going to PSX and what to expect from it. Uh, is he yeah. asking us or? Yeah. yeah. He, wants, he oh, just wants okay. to know what but it's, it's going to be like going to, going to, going uh, to a so, PlayStation conference. So PSX this year is in Anaheim on December yep. 2nd and 3rd. Yep. Uh, it's at the Anaheim Convention Center, which is a very large convention center. Yep. I would say expect uh, hands-on with a bunch of games on PS Pro, on 4K TVs, hands-on with a bunch of VR things. Uh Tons of really cool indie games. There's going to be a press conference in the morning that will probably have cool announcements. Yep. One of um, my favorite things about PSX at, last year is that they had this sort of like meta game of actual oh, physical cards. trading cards. Yeah, that was really cool. And they had them at every booth. And if you talk to the booth attendees or you beat a demo or something like that, whatever the sort of like stipulations were, they gave you a card and you mm-hmm. could put together an entire deck of trading cards. And some of them were really hard. Like you could only get one yeah. card if you had like several of the other cards yeah. already. Yeah, you had like Didn't Andrew up. get all of them? Didn't Goldfarb get all of them? Yeah, that's because he has a. Andrew a completionist Goldfarb. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, PSX is awesome. It's if you've never been to a convention before, um, it's a very manageable one. It's mm-hmm. it's not not like Baby's my first convention or anything, but it is sort of like stuff training more, wheels. So much more spread out, especially yeah, last year. It's yeah. great. Um, I don't know what it's going to be like in Anaheim. I'm I'm imagining it'll be it'll be fine. I would assume that it would be, be nicer, yeah. bigger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, will Brian and I will be down there? Yeah. Uh, Are you not going? And Andrew? I don't know. No, I think you're oh. back here because I think you have to host the pre and post show. That sucks ass. All right. Um, ass suckers. Well, if that's the case, that means that I'm probably producing the pre and post show, so right. we can stay up here. Can we get uh, hammered on rum wines? Oh, it's at ten in the morning. <laughs> Have some nice. Uh, <laughs> Never stopped us before. What's no. a rum wine? <laughs> it's a wine where you pour rum. Don't in you it, like dummy? to know in Anaheim? Why don't you have nice margarita bowls? Okay, we yeah. got a rum wines up in San Francisco. Uh, but the thing oh that yeah, Anaheim, California, the <laughs> pinnacle of human food. <laughs> uh, the thing that bummed me out is that Corey Barlog said that God of War will not be there. Yeah, I said. don't think we're going to see that game for a while. Yeah. What about, do you think we'll see uh, Horizon at PSX? I think we'll definitely see New Horizon. Uh, there's some rumors of the Uncharted uh, DLC. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which uh, would be cool. Be it cool. was, uh, Troy Baker was talking about that in interviews recently, about how it's looking so. like it's the biggest uh, one of the biggest dozen. The, uh, Am I doing that right? They're doing a panel as well. <laughs> uh, 
The best thing about PSX last year was the ability to just walk up to any game and play it. Like that was about yeah. like there yeah. was hardly any lines for mm-hmm. things. Like I know yeah. I, I played Uncharted Four there like relatively easily. Also, we did a bunch of multiplayer stuff. Like, it just it was wasn't really like claustrophobic like a lot of conventions are. Yeah, yeah. it was Except really when spread. those Sack Boys came out and then we had to look at their big huge ass. <laughs> that was really strange. Um, but no, it's really cool. If you love PlayStation like we do, it's a, it's an awesome show because like you'll just see cosplayers as like Ratchet and Clank, and it's like you might not necessarily see that at Comic Con. Yeah. yeah, it's also but, so singularly focused. You know, everyone there has the same interests. Yeah, as opposed to packs where some people are just there for board games or some people just want to play Pokemon. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, merch booth usually has cool exclusive stuff so get there early on the first day and buy whatever you need and mm-hmm. then you can spend the next few days just kind of playing video games yeah. um, there's going to be a large tiger on the show floor that you're going to be able to pet that's live. Yeah. yeah Ezekiel's tiger yeah. <laughs> yeah it's a great show alright uh, give us a hug if you see us Luke Soin Luke Soin says which IGN editor would make the best president of the United States I'm saying Jared yeah, Andrew Jared. Goldfarb Really? Wow. Yeah, handstand Andrew Goldfarb. Really? Yeah, that dude's a workaholic. He's so analytical. He's analytical, he's organized, he's a people pleaser, and he's... he's yeah, but can people handle a president who precariously keeps his laptop so close to the edge of a table? I think no. that a no, president needs to d- do that. I think you have to live dangerously. <laughs> he's got a lot of upper body strength, which most presidents have, <clears throat> except for Taft. I love Jared Petty. I don't think he, he's, he, I don't think he wants to be president. I don't think anyone should be presidents anymore. He's probably too nice to be president. I think Miranda would be a good president. Miranda would probably be a good president. Yeah, yeah she's got a good head on her shoulders. Uh, Leo Nordstrom says, anyone of the Beyond crew getting the pro next week? Also, when does the embargo of it drop? I have a great question, question, question. Yeah. Uh, The 7th. <laughs> well, the stuff I said, I knew we could say. And then Loose Lips Sink Ships went on to say more. It's fine. The 7th. Um, I have one pre-ordered. I'm like kind of back and forth on it. But I think I'm going to go for it because, A, my uh, launch PF- at PS4 sounds like a Harrier jet. Yeah, so does mine. B, uh, I was going through that, that logic in my head of like, do I want to upgrade the hard drive or just buy a Pro because a Pro has a terabyte? I could update the, upgrade the hard drive on mine. You have a 500 gig hard drive in yours? Yeah. Jeez. I know. Well, I don't have a like – I, I kind of like get rid of stuff when, sure. I'm, not, when I'm not playing it. Like yeah. I don't really have a need to have like I – don't, I don't know. Like what's one of last year – like Overwatch. Like I played it for two hours and then I deleted it. Like yeah. I don't need it there anymore. But, but Sombra's coming. <laughs> yeah. Potentially. Um, I was looking at the stuff that it was that it can do potentially for PSVR. Like there's actually great sort of performance boosts on stuff like that. All there's, natural performance enhancement? Yep. yep. There's also uh, – like I said, the hard drive stuff. Um, it's going to do some performance boost stuff to regular games uh, even if you don't have a 4K TV. Uh, so I'm sort of like future-proofing because I know that like I'll ride this out for a couple more years. Mm-hmm. And I'm, my logic is it's $399. If I buy it and trade in my other one for like two hundred, then it's really only two hundred bucks. And had I just spent a hundred bucks on updating my hard drive, then it's really only a hundred dollars. That makes a lot of sense. Thing. Yeah. So, and then I'm like four K proof, and my PSVR games look. Also, better, I mean, so. you probably spend like an average of like fifty, sixty bucks a year on hiring a maid to come and dust off the glossy launch one. You, so if it's matte, it's going to show less dust. So yeah. You're saving money just on the dusting. Of that's it. true. Do you have yeah. a four K TV already? Not yet. See, that's the only thing that's keeping me from from taking the plunge is. I just don't have a 4K TV. I yeah, I probably will by the end of the year. Yeah. 4K. Yeah. <laughs> God. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, my, my TV's only got three Ks. Yeah. yeah. No, it's, it's, when it, so you, you I will definitely never say that again. Christ almighty. Well, Zach, I heard, they, I heard you start that stage. Yeah. I heard you talking about you're you potentially going to get one, right? Uh, I mean, I don't know. Because it, it's, for me, it's a package deal. Like, yeah. you got to buy the 4K TV. you got to buy the PS4. Pro. I don't think you do, though. So, I mean... I. There's graphical enhancements that you that you can potentially do without having the TV, right? Like or without having 4K. Uh, but I, I don't really know. I, I feel like I'm perfectly content with the way my games look right now. Well, I don't I'll necessarily s- need an upgrade. Also, 
The Nintendo Switch is right around the corner, and I'm definitely going to buy that. I will say that Sony's done a pretty crappy job of kind of explaining to the average gamer what this will do for them if they don't have a 4K TV. Um, It's going to have to be a – yeah, you're going to have to show it out in the wild – I mean, honestly, it's gonna be—it's a tough thing to sell. Like that media briefing they had wasn't great. No, yeah. it wasn't. But well, I think they're like—they're like everyone's watching the, uh, like a 540p stream of this yeah. on a crappy internet. Yeah. I think yeah. PSX is going to be a good showing to their most hardcore fan yeah. base. I had, a, yeah. I had a pretty embarrassing thing earlier. I was watching 4K footage of uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, mm-hmm. and it's like, make sure the YouTube is set on 4K. And I'm like. Am I looking at this in 4K right now? Is it my laptop? It's like a Retina display. Yeah. I, Can I, I do know that? It's high, yeah. I know it's probably yeah. not getting the like the deep like HDR blacks or sure. anything, but yeah. like I don't know. Like that's that's ridiculous that they have a, a disclaimer at the beginning of the video being like, make sure you turn the setting on. And it, well, it so makes you second guess yourself. That, you know, when you don't that, work, when you don't work for a company that is like 50% video. Maybe a lot of people don't know how to optimize for 4K. Totally. Like of right course, of the yeah. Gate, you know, I mean, so it's, it's I like, think it's no, like, but I literally don't know if I was watching it in 4K or was just. Just very, it was just a high setting. You know? I mean, I wouldn't feel bad about that. There are people that like had their like they had they had like their HD cable boxes hooked up to RF switches yeah, to their forever. to their flat screen TVs. Yeah. Like people mm-hmm. just don't know what they're doing. The people put in those like the those AV plugs on the back of their HD TVs, and it's like no, get a nice HDMI cable. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, that's, monster cable. Yeah, yeah, go spend two hundred dollars on a gold plated <laughs> monster cable. <laughs> Buy it from a dude in a parking lot. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I think Sony's done a weird job of kind of explaining to people, mm-hmm. and I think just at the very least, a couple of press releases being like this is what will benefit from it this is what will help but more and more every single day we're seeing this like ever-growing list of companies that are supporting the ps4 pro i saw once naughty dog was on board and they're gonna do some stuff with the last of us i'm like i kind of can't wait to see what they do next so i mean if i can play uncharted 4 dlc in 4k on the pro like yeah like that's kind of cool mm-hmm. right like i don't know i love playstation i love the fact that consoles are like easy and intuitive it makes me want to play them over PCs. They're starting to veer into more PC territory, and the fact that mm. like it's actually becoming more obtuse and confusing. So I want to see how it all shakes out. Ish. You know? I mean, at least with at least with Sony, at least with Xbox, like you're gonna you can only buy the proprietary brand, yeah. right? So even if one day they release the next instead of. PS5 being the thing, it's just the PlayStation. Yeah. And every couple of years, they offer you a new graphics card for 200 bucks or something like that. Totally. Like, yeah, at least it, it takes well, away all that guesswork of and building it's, your own PC. It's, it's why I deal with the PSVR's lower resolution over something like Oculus Rift, because if I sit down at home and I want to play a game for 30 minutes, like I can turn it on and play it. I don't mm-hmm. have to be like, oh, it couldn't find the right like setting or the driver didn't work or like right. it's, there's all these there's all these variables. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. Let us know why you're getting a PS4 Pro or why you aren't. Uh, email us at beyond at podcast.groups. Nope. nope. Beyond at IGN.com. Slash com. You're almost nope. there. Just beyond at IGN.com. Equals net. And then go to just go to earthlink.net slash access slash yep. podcast beyond Facebook. And dot subscribe HTML to our YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash PewDiePie. Yep. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Close enough. Um, yeah. Thank you all for listening. And thank you guys for joining me. Once again, you can find us all on Twitter. I'm Max Scoville. Marty's McBiggity with two G's and two T's. Brian is Agent Bizzle. And you are Zacharias D, Zach. Cool. What does the D stand for? Dong. (laughs) Nailed it. Ducks. Great. (laughs) Thanks, everybody. That's it? That's the end of the show? That's it. That's weird. That's a weird end of the show. So really, the show's over. That's that's the end. There's the show. That's how it just ends. (laughs) I mean, yeah. Life doesn't have a... No, what was that? That's the end of the show. A bunch of liquids came out. Not a bunch of liquids. like a little bit. We're going to cut all this, right? No, this is great. A premature ejaculation of liquids. This is a lot better than just the other ending we had. This is much better. Is this? Agree yeah. to disagree. I feel like this went on for too many endings, like the well, Lord of the Ring film. I mean, ah. maybe that's good. Yeah, we Where got a real Return of the King Yeah, that one, uh, but that film won Best Picture. Have you ever, have you ever seen Awards. AI? 
Steven Spielberg. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that. And the other guy, take a look at that robot movie. A boy die yeah. underwater or something. That movie ends, and you're like, it's done. Thank and God. Then guess what? And then guess what? Ends, ends four more times. Remember that yeah. part where Haley Jaws eats all that uh, broccoli or something, and his face and gets all saggy. He's all like, Bleh, and then they have to like go in and like pick it out. I accidentally called him Jaylee Hole Osmond earlier when I was talking Kingdom Hearts. That was not good. Jaylee Hole. Broccoli's bad for you. Jaylee Hole. Awful. Anyway, have a great uh, week. Happy day. Beyond. (laughs) Beyond. God.